Hello and welcome to another episode of the Detox Podcast, a culture and conversation podcast where you can detox from the world around you and get a window into how other people live their lives. Come detox with detox. I'm your host, Joe Shaw, and I have a very special episode for you today. So this past week, my good friend, Nick North, who's been on a couple of episodes of the podcast, and his wife, Catherine North, uh, they had a show debut on TV on Discovery Plus called Life Under Renovation. So they are one of five families featured in this show about taking a fixer-upper house and renovating it into the home of their dreams. It's really incredible, and it's something to see for sure. I know Nick and Catherine were filming this last year during the middle of a pandemic, and their story about everything that went into the show was incredible. So when the show went live, Nick said, there's nobody I'd rather talk to about all the behind the scenes goodness and everything other than you, Joe Shaw, who I've done a couple episodes of this podcast with. I'd love to give you the scoop. So Nick, Catherine, and I did a one hour Instagram live detailed all about it. And so I thought, you know, for those who couldn't see the Instagram live may not be aware of it. I would take the audio from it and make it into a special podcast episode. So I've edited it a little bit from the intro and the outro uh, to make it a little bit smoother. But what you're getting is just the raw audio of the Instagram Live. So the quality may not be what you're used to, but I think you're going to enjoy it no matter what. So without further ado, before we get there, I do want to let you know that today's episode of the podcast is brought to you by Snuffy. Snuffy is a clothing brand about empowering you to show your weird unapologetically with bravery and confidence. 10% of profit goes to LGBTQ plus organizations led by trans people of color. Shop online now at snuffy.co. That's snuffy, S-N-U-F-F-Y dot C-O. The owner and operator of Snuffy is Nick Silvestri, designed the Detox Podcast logo. So if you like the logos, you want to go check it out, go check it out at snuffy.co. And this episode of the podcast is also brought to you by Empire Toys. Nostalgia is something everyone loves, and Empire Toys in Keller, Texas is on nostalgia overload. With toys and action figures from the 70s, 80s, 90s, and today, Empire Toys is a one-stop shop for a trip down memory lane and a chance to reclaim what was once yours, but likely sold at a garage sale. Check out Empire Toys on Facebook, Instagram, or at TheEmpireToys.com. So, Empire Toys is... Uh, my good friend Matt Halk's company. He's been on the podcast before to talk about it. So if you want to go support him and support his company, go check it out at theempiretoys.com. Now, coming up next is my conversation with Nick and Catherine, Instagram Live from this past week where we discussed the first two episodes of Life Under Innovation on Discovery+. And if you like Nick, you should definitely go check out the episode's on the detox podcast that feature him. I think you're really going to enjoy it. So stick around. My conversation with Nick and Catherine North will be right up after this. Oh, wait, I almost forgot. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, thank you so much for coming. I really hope you're able to enjoy it and you get a sneak peek about what we usually cover on the show and that you'll come back next time. If you have come back and you're a regular listener of the podcast, welcome back. Really hope that this next 45, 60 minutes, hour of the show allows you to decompress and to detox from life and just relax. If you like the show, please feel free to subscribe, share, rate, review, whatever you can, because it really helps small podcasts like this one out. 
Thank you so much. So now, officially, my conversation with Nick and Catherine will be right up after this. What's going on? My name is Joe Shaw, and I host the music podcast After the Encore. After the Encore is a long-form career retrospective podcast that takes you behind the music of some of your favorite artists. Musicians like John Oates of Holland Oates, Chris Kirkpatrick of NSYNC, and Jarrett Reddick of Bowling for Soup, and many others. Each season of the podcast is themed around a different topic, like the boy bands of the 90s, badass women in music, or even artists that were featured on the TV show, The Voice. I am committed to taking you deep inside an artist's mind to find out why they do what they do, what does music mean to them, and how do they quantify success. We tell an overarching story which will take you not only behind the music, but into the psyche of the artists themselves. After the Encore is a proud member of the Roberts Media Group podcast family. Check us out on any of your favorite podcast platforms today. Joe coming in. Hello, everybody. <clears throat> um, Hi. Hello, Mr. Shaw. I was trying to be a real life boomerang, but it didn't quite work out. Instead, I just looked like I was jittery. So either way, it works out. How are y'all? So good. I'm People so excited. Watching the show as they speak. Oh. We tried to have Catherine's stuff too, but it was doing a terrible echo. I we saw any feelings about it. I wasn't sure I wasn't sure which account we were going to go live on and then I was like I don't know what's happening and then it we worked out. We didn't talk about it because we I didn't. don't care about details. We, we talked about everything else except for the details. Yeah. Yes. Well, so here we are. I might just go do a little thing on mine that just says to hop over to your account. You absolutely you should. Hello. People are in here. Straight. Welcome. How are you? I owe you an email and I only thought of it right now when I saw your face <laughs> pop up and I'm such a jerk. Know that I love you. I owe I'm not avoiding you. Oh, that made oh, it better. Okay, good. The Davies from West Oak are on here. Hello, West yes. Oak. Contractors in wow. the house. Hello. Mm -hmm. We've got Jamie, am... all sorts of great people. So excited. So for those watching and listen, I got my notes right here so I can, I've got my notebook full of questions, so we're ready to go. Oh, I really, I guess you're, but Should I tell everybody camera. that's here of my people who you are first and how we know yes. each other? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Well, first we have to say hi to Katie Berry, who was actually one of the producers on the show. Hi, Katie. Hi, Katie. Hi, Patricia. Um, so Joe and I, we both uh, were speakers at this cool, conference called dad 2.0 um and where was it it was in san antonio right yes, yes. that's correct and we both decided that since we're keeners and we had never been before okay wait a minute keeners is a canadian term nobody knows what that means i didn't know but what that meant what is a keener a keener is someone who's really keen to do a great job they're keen Mm -hmm. I like that the cutest? <laughs> yeah, that's the cutest and joe has a canadian grandpa so 
Is it? Am I right, right that it's your grandpa? It was my grandma from Thunder Bay. Oh, yeah. maternal. Yeah, grandma. Okay. okay. I feel like I'm it sensing works. a theme so here. Yeah, well, the patriarchy, <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> so we were both keeners. We were so keen to do a good job. Uh, Katy Berry, you were 100% keener. And we went to the All first- All the best people are. Yeah, we went to the first time, if this is your dad 2.0, firsty, come on over, come down see what it's all about. We'll give you the like, how to navigate it all. And right beside me is Joe Shaw. I gotta, I gotta interject. I got there late. I got it's there true. late. I didn't I want to working... put that out to you there. No, no, it's fine. I, you know, I had two small kids. I still have two small kids, but they were even smaller. So I was dropping them off. I was coming. I was late. I looked around frantically for a seat and Nick had a friendly smile and waved and said, you can sit next to me first day of school. Come here, big guy. And I was like, I'm coming. I'm coming. Yeah. So now and back to Nick. I don't even know that there's really much more to it other than by no. the end of it, we were best friends. And That's we true. were like, so do you want to record a podcast tonight? Was it, did yeah. you do it that night or the, or the It was that day? night. Yeah, was we, that night. I had that my night. backpack of gear. Yep. I love that. Yeah. And so he came and That's hung. like the most Nick thing ever. Yeah. Well, I mean, I didn't, I invited him into my hotel room. I don't invite anyone into my space. So that's <laughs> kind of a big deal. You're pretty special. It was, it was so odd. Oh, thank you. Well, it was so nice too, because I wanted to record stories. And so that's a good segue into what the podcast is. So it's a culture and conversation podcast. It's in its fifth year. And what I like to do is elevate stories that people may not be familiar with or different perspective than they're used to. And I just want people to quote unquote detox from life for about an hour, get a window into other people live their lives and feel uh, a little bit more like they can make the world a more inclusive space and a more inclusive place. And so that's what we're all about. Just collecting stories, elevating stories. I love it. And so when I met Nick, I'm like, I got to know everything about Nick because he seems like the most fascinating person in the world. And I was not disappointed. So I uh, love it. You're making me blush, Joseph. <laughs> uh, and we have been friends since. And that was like, what, three years ago now? Yep, that is correct. Yeah. So, I so here we are. And, and I was like, listen, if we're going to talk about the show, what did I say? I said, we got to have Joe talk about this because there's no one that loves TV and asking people questions and preparing for things just like Joe Shaw does. So here we are. I'm super excited. But can we just like pause for a second? Y'all have a TV show. You're on my TV screen. And I mean, I we're watch. just one fifth of a TV show. But True. yes, we are one fifth of a TV show. Mm -hmm. That so, feels pretty wild. Yes. So for those who may not know, I wrote this down so I would not forget it. Description for Life Under Innovation on Discovery Plus. Five extraordinary families across the country take on the ambitious task of building their dream homes. Using self-shot footage, they capture the real-life experience of renovating with all the struggles and successes that lead to breathtaking reveals. So, I have to say that, like, buying a property site unseen... That was really I would, dumb. I, I wouldn't have done it. Oof. It was dumb, but it was also the, the most... It was, like, the best move we made. COVID style. I have no regrets. Mm -hmm. No regrets. That's awesome. Sometimes you just know. Yeah. <clears throat> Except I... for you didn't think it was this house. No, no. I did not want to buy this house at all. Nick liked this house. I liked this one. I did not like this house. 
but I knew that we needed to get ourselves to Salt Spring Island. We had this sense of urgency, like, all right, we got it. We just got to get ourselves there. And you know, yeah. what's funny actually is it turns out we weren't wrong because property prices have gone through the roof here. And wow. so there is no way we could have bought anything here. Houses now are going 20 to 30% above asking with no. 10 plus offers per so house. At the time we were like, are we just nuts? Like, are we so We're so silly and, and ridiculous. But now we're like, oh no, there was like a little intuitive thing that was just like, we gotta just, we gotta get there, we gotta go now. And so- right. Yeah, cause we could never afford to live here Here now. we are. I loved on the show where you two both talked about the the certainty of moving to Salt Spring Island. And, and it was a decision, you know, I think when I first saw the move, I went, oh, no, oh, no, buying all this and this big life change. And then you kind of unpacked it in the decision process behind moving up, getting up and moving from Calgary. Calgary, the suburbs of Calgary. Suburb so of Calgary. town, Calgary. Yes. <clears throat> to Salt Spring Island. And so it was less about, this is the move we just decided to make, and more of one that had been brewing. I like to, to, to my wife and I talk about these like um, pre-planned impulse moves where it's like, yeah. we've been talking about it and thinking about it for so long that when things just kind of come together, you just jump on it and it feels like an impulse, but it's not because it's already been brewing. So talk me through the, the decision process that you kind of went over on the show about uh, your life, your family, and then moving to the island. Preplanned impulse. That's a really good term. Like you should. You can take it. That. That's a good He's one. He's gonna try to overuse I'm, it all the time. I'm probably and gonna pretend that, that things are preplanned when they're actually just impulse. Yeah. No, it definitely had been brewing for a while, and actually, we hadn't originally planned to move to Salt Spring Island. We thought we would move out east, like uh, PEI, like Prince Edward Island, for all your and Shirley, right? And because this one has just had this dream of living. I've like, always wanted to live. Yeah. Her whole life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we knew that Okotoks was not, Okotoks is the suburb of Calgary. Technically, it's a small town. I know. Don't yell at me. But <laughs> it's. <laughs> Canadians, it simmer down. She knows. The suburbs of Calgary. <clears throat> um, and we knew that that was like not a super great fit for our family. And we, but, but we were like, where can we go? What can we do? We can work from anywhere. Chris was sort of at this like juncture where he wasn't really sure what was next for him either. And so we were like, let's, let's open it up. Like, instead of just needing to buy a house, like down the road, what if we like looked bigger? And our first kind of plan was like, we're going to go out East. We're going to live in like Nova Scotia or Prince Edward Island, because you can buy a house for like $30,000. Well, you could buy like a, like a beautiful, amazing house for like $80,000. Yeah. Like close to the ocean. <clears throat> but there's and this is where and this is where yeah. <laughs> oh right. the maritimes so anywhere eastern canada just go ahead yeah. there way, yeah. way out east that was our first plan and so we were like looking at ridiculous properties on realtor.ca which is like zillow here sure and just kind of dreaming are you seeing the kismet from katie that anne of green gables so katie <gasps> our producer is 100 percent the main reason why i wanted to katie of course. I knew we were kindred spirits. Of course we were. Bosom buddies or yes. whatever. Um, yes. Okay. But, anyway. But that was an aside. Uh, but yeah, but, so that was the first plan. And, and then, then we realized that we didn't actually want to live there. Also, that, this one is deathly allergic to shellfish. Which is like really? all people eat. It's like being in Maine. Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm. So, wow. It's really cold. And I'm a baby. Oh, sure. Like that Eastern yeah. side. 
Yeah. If it's anything like the East Coast here, like I can't, I'm I'm down here in Texas and I'm I'm pretty pretty good with the landlockedness and visiting the beach. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, um, well, and but, so then Nick went to another conference. So here's another theme: is Nick goes off to a conference and meets the most lovely people actually, and changes our lives. Do you know that I met Julie at the same conference I met Joe? No. Uh, uh, really. What? Yeah, Wait. so Julie Noel, who uh, does strategy, SEO, social media stuff, she, we went to different talks, we split, and then we decided we were going to divide and conquer and come back together on this one. I yes, met I remember that now. Mm-hmm. And we became sort of like friends, and it turns out that she happened to live on Salt Spring Island, and we uh-huh. had, were just, we had already booked flights and were planning to go to Victoria, which is the bigger island by us. Um, a little while later. And so we had, we were like, oh, we're going to be out that way. That's so cool. We're like, oh, you live on a little <laughs> island. Oh, we're thinking about moving, you know, to a, an island. Oh, wait a minute. Yours is warm and full mm-hmm. of liberal people and hippies and artists. That sounds better. Don't come to me with a good time, right? Yeah. <laughs> it sounds better. Mm-hmm. Actually, no, we had gone and seen it before the year. We had gone to Victoria the summer before. So the summer before yeah. she was all like, we're driving to, we're flying to Victoria. And we're flying over these beautiful green misty islands, and she goes, they look "Like emeralds in the mist, they're so freaking oh, magical." Who gets to live there? I was like, "Do people <clears throat> live there?" Because you can't tell from the air how big they are, right? I'm like, maybe right. they're like uninhabited, just forests. And I was like, "Do people live there?" And now we do. Who gets to that's, live there? That's the short story. Is and now amazing we people get to live there. Yeah, but mix but it wasn't- that with the fact that we just felt like Calgary politically was no longer honestly like a safe place for our family anymore. And it, it was sort of that spot where as we became more visible, um, making the documentary and whatnot, we, we saw that we didn't quite fit Mm. that it wasn't even about people being outwardly mean. It was just about the fact that we were so different from everybody else, that we were, our family was the weird family. And I didn't realize how much that had seeped into our lives. For me anyway, I'm, I'm speaking for both of us, but this is just my it's, thoughts and It's process. weird because we have so many amazing friends mm-hmm. in Calgary. Like there's just yeah. the most wonderful yeah. people, but it's not, it's always like less about individuals and it was more kind of just the like, per, the, the baseline. The culture yeah, right? was very straight, Christian, white, which is yeah. its own, it's, you know, that's part of the world is lots of places are like that. Um, but, but the real reason we moved was because there are not very many flowers that grow in Calgary in March. Or trees. Catherine I believe it. There are no trees, and it would make me so angry because I'd be like, so literally, there is a tree on our lawn. And she'd be like, that's not a tree. It's not, our van is bigger than that tree. It doesn't count. It would be like this little stick that the developer stuck in the ground, and it had like <laughs> one little branch and it was dying. I'm like, like looking outside at my one tree. <laughs> yeah, listen, he looks outside to his one tree. Sorry. <clears throat> no, I'm. Born and bred in Texas, so it's all I know, but not East Texas. East Texas, there's trees because you're getting more more towards that perspective. But you're from, Catherine, you're from the Pacific Northwest, right? I was living in Portland, yeah. And, and yep. in some ways, my heart is always going to belong in Japan, which sure. is also a very green, lush um, place. So, yeah, Calgary was a, was a rough environment, like just physically environment-wise. Sure. 
for you me. You look really pretty, by the way. Thanks. Do you look handsome? You too, Joe. I'm like, Joe. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. I really sorry. appreciate it. I just noticed. Aside. I looked up and I was like, oh, she looks so pretty. I tell you. I love that. But what was the, so you talked about a little bit on the show, but the, the thought process around having Chris come and live with y'all on the property as well. Walk me through some of that. Yeah. Part of it is that he's still sort of back and forth. He's like, ah, yeah, I do want to make this move, but I have, I'm just, you know, he sells life insurance. And so he has his business, his book is in Calgary and he's got, he just started a business there with he has business partners and it's like a whole thing. And so, but he can sort of work remotely. Like it's like most of the time he can work remotely, but he, he sort of has to be back in Calgary a lot. So um, we decided why would we get two separate places? What, like if we're going to make this move, let's make it so it benefits everybody. So the kids can have one place where they don't have to go back and forth, where they can have stuff in one spot and where there's a little bit more land where we had the space sort of like, yeah. I can't show you what's behind me, but uh, where we had the space to put a tent. Yep. Which we saw on the show. Yeah. And I love, I love, I love the part where it's like, parts. I love that part. He you set a place to sleep. Sport. Here you go. <laughs> and he's so afraid of chickens. Like, not only does he not like the sound of the chickens, but he's afraid of them. I think he's not afraid of them. He just, they're, they're no, no, he's, like, miserable. If you ask him, he'll be like, oh, I'm afraid of chickens. I, I, let's talk about the chickens, though. Let's segue, like, good transition into that. Let's and talk let's talk, about the like, did they come with the property? Did you just decide no, to bring no, them on? No, 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 I no, need no, to no, know no. everything there is to know about the chickens, because I just, I, I feel like I missed something. You know what, Joe? I also feel like I missed something. I missed the moment where we were like, you know what we're going to do? We're going to move and we're going to buy a falling down house. And then before we fix up the house or build a space for your ex-husband, what we're going to do is we're going to become full-time chicken farmers. I also missed Oh, let's just pause for a second. Who here is a full-time chicken farmer out of the two of us? How much chicken rearing do you do? Oh, I do not. I do absolutely zero. This is I am only a full-time chicken farmer, not you. There are a few things I might, we might find for you to do at that time, other than the chickens, if you weren't a full-time chicken farmer. I see. So, okay. So I also love the chickens. I love watching them, like, wander around. I love the eggs. I love the, like, closed circuit of, you know, they feed us and we feed them. Yeah. But I will tell you that my suggestion was like, yes, okay, we'll get some chickens. I know you, it's like really important. We'll do it right away. We'll get like three chickens right away. Yes. Okay. We can, so I yes. got six. Then he got 12 more. Then another dozen. No, that's not how that went. So oh. first I got six. I got the Handy Manny. I got Stanford. I got Burnt Chicken Nugget. I got Wibble Wobble. I got Cutie and... Then like they just kept coming in waves but did, waves. did you just decide really like like we've got the space so we're gonna do chickens or was there like a chicken coop space already no, built so like, what happened was on the salt spring exchange which is okay. like which is like the it's like craigslist or oh sure um, in canada uh we, kijiji in canada so it is like the it's like the it's like a salt spring only thing and someone sure. was getting rid of they had six baby or five baby chicks and they okay. had the like brooder thing and the light and it was a setup. And I was like, Ooh. Now I get it. 
Now and I understand. So I got them before I even had a coupe. And sure. then they like, well, it's got, we got everything, right? So let's just, yeah. Six it is. Okay. Then you got yeah. 12 more, 24 more. Then I got more? two more right away. I got Jonathan and Willa right away. Then we incubated and hatched some hops, cutie, or not cutie, hops, and. I don't and know. then we just got a bunch Listen, more. Listen, it was like, oh, we're Katie getting Barry, six. Katie Barry, you will get a chicken. Yes, Katie Barry, you will definitely get a chicken named after you. Also, it was like, oh, there's three, then there's six, then there's 12, then there's 79. Like, it just, it was out, out of control. And you know friends. what? Five quail are hatched in the basement this morning. I saw. Yeah, it looks so awesome. And they're so, the, the quails are so tiny. They're like, honestly, they're less than two inches. Whoa. Wow. Right now. They're so teeny tiny. I, I tell you what, like all, all the more power to y'all. It's not something that I would uh, necessarily, we had a, we had a cat that came to our back door once and I said, don't, don't feed it. The cat will always come back. And now the cat lives with us. And that was a couple yeah. years ago. Um, so, I mean, I wouldn't That's... have any other way, but it was also something where I was like, uh, I'm going to be the one taking care of it, uh, yeah. but it works out. But I love that. That's awesome. So, you're in the what I believe is the infamous sunroom from the episode. Is that correct? We're in or the office, actually. Office, oh. gosh. But the so, office was also featured, yes, if I recall correctly. The office has been in the show, so I think we can show. Yeah, it. we can. We yes. haven't like talked much about it. So, uh, ooh, Chris's mom is here. Hi, Bonnie. Um, <laughs> Hi, Bonnie. <laughs> this is a, we have a wonderful family. So this is my beautiful Monstera. Um, oh, so out I'm here, jealous we have this awesome sunroom and then it is windows 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 wall oh you're not seeing that in the center don't look out nope. the door Your perfect Nothing job see here. window 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 more door, door. Well, love it balcony <laughs> yeah and then on this side area Dun, 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 dun. Before that, you were working in the attic. in the cellar. In the cellar, <laughs> it was it's a five foot clear, four foot clear crawl space. Wait, no, not four foot clear. If four foot, if you go, hmm, no, it is five foot. Five foot. We had to duck. I had to duck. Had I to duck to I hit my head on it a lot. Yeah, look how great Ooh. that plant wall is. It turned out amazing. Love that plant wall. That's awesome. And then for people who are trying to figure out how it all fits together through here is the sunroom. The like one. Yes. Watch this. I bet you I can turn this around. That would be easier. Oh, yeah. so much easier. <laughs> we're growing things. There, we're trying to um, grow things. Yeah. This is how we use it. So it looks very different now than it did in the show. Yes. Yes. There was so much work. So let's talk about the Let's talk about, so y'all reached out to your good friends. Was it Ben and Amy? Yeah, so Ben and Amy are, we didn't know them before. Yeah. We actually, they, in a home sense, we ran into Amy and they were like, they were so nice. Amy actually, when I had top surgery, sent us a meal um, or two meals for our family as like a, like here, this will help take care of you. So they're so super nice. nice, but we hadn't met them. Yeah in real life before and they oh it is weird i guess so hold on i'm here how about i show you for a minute um oh and the piano don't forget the piano <gasps> love that piano um 
guess what? Someone gave this to us for free and paid to deliver it to us because that's the kind of island it is. She just wanted it to go to a good home. Anyhow, back to the that's story. Um, what happened <laughs> is they, Amy was like, oh, I wish we could take a working vacation and come help you all. And I was like, well, actually, we just got a phone call from someone or we, we had just got an email from this awesome woman named Katie <laughs> and maybe you do want to come on a working vacation. Right. <laughs> and then honestly, like a week later, we we're making plans. Making plans. I think so. I mean, I, the first house that my wife and I bought was a, a little bit of a fixer upper as well. And I remember doing a lot of those projects by hand with a limited budget. I repainted the entire outside of the house one summer. That was not great in August in Texas, triple digits. So I'd wake up at like 5.30 and work till about 7.30. And that was about it. That was about all I could do. So to see all of the work that was needed gave me a little bit of a panic attack, especially when the drill bit broke and you had to hand dig. So <laughs> was that really all night that y'all were digging? I don't know that it went to 4.30 in the morning. I They have timestamps, I guess. It might, sure. it might be that it was 4.30 Eastern time, but I think it was more, actually, you know what? That makes sense. It was like 1.30 in the morning, our time. And I bet you with the time change, they just- Oh, they went to Yeah. Anyway. We were very tired. That was a night that no one went home until two or three in the morning. Tired. (laughs) And it truly was. I was up the next morning at 6.30, putting coffee on, digging holes again. That whole just idea of getting materials on and off. So you have a ferry that brings stuff that you can go to and from the island, right? So talk, Mm -hmm. talk me through what that process is like just on the daily and then also what it was like trying to go and get supplies back and forth in in a a one day or a couple days or however, however long it was. So it's partly, you know, everything is more complicated because this was like the height of the pandemic. Right? Yeah. And so we're new That's to the island, but we don't really know what we're doing, you know? So there yeah. are plenty of people who live here who take the ferry back and forth. You know, they go in the morning to work and then they come back. Mm-hmm. We hardly ever take We never the take it, We ever. never leave the island. Catherine, um, have you, you've left the island one time? Twice. I left twice. We've been here a year. <clears throat> yeah, I get here. <laughs> I'm fine with it. I've only gone like four times, so it's not a big deal. So there is this amazing store here called Windsor Plywood where you can get like, it feels like anything. Um, and then there's a, another little like, like a family hardware store for, you know. It's a home hardware for Canadians. What's up? It's owned by the Moets. Moets? I don't remember how to say yeah. it. Anyway. Um, but it's like the height of the pandemic, everyone in the world is trying to redo their house. And we're like, hi, we need like 74 sheets of plywood and drywall. And they're like, no, no, no. Like, Today? Yeah, no. So. Yeah, logistics were tricky, and we were all working, you know, really, on a really tight deadline. We were trying. Ben yeah. and Amy had this little window, and mm-hmm. so we were like trying to, um, you know, like just make stuff happen. Yeah, and it was that thing where like they had never worked on an island, they had never done a project in BC before. Like there was just a lot mm-hmm. of learning curves, right? And we had no, we don't know anything about construction. Nothing. Mm-hmm nothing we know about as much about construction as we know about chickens now i know a lot about chickens 
the like oh. I just oh I was getting so like just stressed. So like what was the um what was the I guess dynamic what did mm-hmm. How do I want to say this? How was the dynamic between y'all as the project was progressing? How did you continue to stay grounded, like in your relationship throughout this progress? Project, project, progress, project, project, progress. You know what I mean? Like between the two of us? Yes. I actually think that it was that thing where it was so incredibly stressful, but it was like the two of us versus the project. And so mm. in some ways it was like, thank goodness. It wasn't me versus Nick, right? It was like, it was like the two of us this versus this like monster. Gnarly, gnarly beast. And so we were so stressed out. But even at the time, we would sometimes just be like, and so I'm oh my god, I feel so mad panic. And then but I but we would kind of be like, Can you believe that we're not fighting with each other more? It's sort of amazing. However, I have it is the there's a however what's the however i was going to say the however is that i personally it's some of my most stressful like it is probably the most stressful thing i've done in my life i've transitioned i've been divorced i have had surgeries and i started new businesses started many new businesses i've birthed four children and i can still say that the process of the the show the budget the island the uh, conflicting needs of what everybody had like that everyone had is is the hardest thing i've ever done wow and i didn't always deal with it perfectly that's what i was saying my however however it was all to do with me it, it can be difficult i think all of the other things that you described right is um the transition and the birthing and the projects and all of those things. I think about those as like, all those are super stressful in their own way. But I think in some ways you're kind of leading like the point person on the project. And then this project that you're describing, everybody's a point person from a different deliverable. And so it's almost like equally spread out. And so it's really like, I've got to get this construction done. We've got to get this done. We're filming this. We're doing that. And then here's all the timelines. And then budget. Oh, yeah, we're over budget. And then we got to refigure all this stuff. So it's it's a lot for sure. But what was it like having the cameras, filming yourselves, and then having uh, the camera crew? Like, what was that process like as well, just to document as you're going along? Yeah. Because there's all the, like, drama that you're seeing on screen. But that's nothing compared to like all Ooh, the chaos yeah. happening like around us that, that doesn't even make it to the screen. And we loved mm-hmm. our camera guy, Peter, so much. He was amazing. We felt really safe with him. We felt like he wanted to tell us the story. Like he wanted to tell the story in a way that was like true. And like, yes, of course, he was there to grab every juicy thing he could. But we never had to worry about like, is he going to try to, I don't know, like, Trap also, do you see that Peter literally just joined? Catches, oh my yeah, gosh, Peter, that. I was just saying nice things about you. You missed the part where I totally tra- talk trash about you. No, yeah. <laughs> um, but like we felt really safe with him. We felt like we could we could trust him. And like we never felt like there was anyone that was ever out to like gotcha us um, at all. Mm-hmm. And so that was amazing. That was one of the big kind of worries that we had had going into this experience. Like, because our documentary, we had full control over. We yeah. were the editors. We, we were, were in the-, the editing bay with the editor mm-hmm. making decisions, right? And, and this, like, they have thousands of hours of footage of us in the most stressful period of our life. Ever. Yeah. 
and we have no idea what story they're going to make. So, but like Peter was so great. We really trusted him. Um, but it was, it was, so it wasn't like there was any conflict with him at all, but it was more just that like, you've got this crew in the U S you've got the production company who's trying to manage everything long distance. Right? And they have deadlines that are not even to do with us. They're yeah. deadlines that are like yeah. the other families all have to meet too. And yeah, like we came on late to the show. Yeah. We were like, like, here we are. It's last minute. Get going. And so you're managing like, you know, there was like people here to help with the filming side of things. There were people here to help with the construction side of things. There were like people here to do landscaping. There were people here delivering food. All of our kids were here. Um, we have, you know, our wonderful neighbors who we were, we're trying. mostly elderly. But we were really trying hard not to like be the terrible, obnoxious new people on the block. We it's, brought COVID to the it's elderly COVID people. It's COVID times, right? So we're super <laughs> yeah. stressed about following protocol. Yeah. And, I don't know. There was just like so much happening. And then for me, I think my big thing is is truly was that like I a lot of this stuff was was touching on like a really tender spot for me that I was doing things that are traditionally masculine things that I didn't grow up learning to do that I didn't grow up uh, like just being around. I I grew up not don't touch that. You're like go over there and whatever, right? Because I was right. a girl. And so... Which sucks which that it sucks. was like that. My dad yeah. was the opposite. He was like, come here, I'll show you how to do this. And I was like, no, I'm being a ballerina. So it was all wasted on uh -huh. me. But anyway, keep going. But um, all of that to say that, like, I had to do all these really vulnerable things yeah. alongside people who do it day in and day out and think nothing about it. And then have it filmed for the world to see. So like things like Josh and, and Ben would pick up six pieces of six two by fours at a time. And I'm like carrying three being like, oh, God, sweet Jesus, my shoulder. I was like, I can only covered, carry one. Literally <laughs> covered in bruises. You, like, you are, he was. His body was so beat up. And you had <laughs> surgery like what major surgery like a year no when less, was that? so i less had surgery in october of last like i it had been yeah. october and it was september so it had been less than a year since he had wow. had major surgery that totally yeah. opened up all of right his front and chest and, and arms and everything that didn't go well and hadn't healed right and so i was really worried about his him like hurting himself but the pressure you know, not that anyone, oh my gosh, Ben and Josh are the sweetest men. They would never have been like mm -hmm. made fun of him or anything, but it was more just like, for one thing, it, we were it was like my rushing, own, rushing, rushing. It's also just my own ego and my own pride but and I was my worried. own wanting like, to show that like I could keep up. I know, but I was worried that in trying to show that you were really going to hurt yourself. That, you know, I probably, I did. I did hurt myself so many different ways and times. Uh, but that's a trap we fall in, right? I think we're trying to, we, we know, we know ourselves, but then we're also, we get in this situation where we're like, well, uh, you know, I've been guilty of it too. Like, no, no, it's fine. I will, I will overexert myself to, to feign, um, you know, the uh, competency. So that way people won't think less of me when really nobody cares as much about what I'm thinking about as me. And if mm -hmm. I would just kind of be more honest and learn and ask questions, then I could, 
become uh, even more knowledgeable and not have to like recover for three straight days because I just overexerted myself. So yeah, mm -hmm. I think it's something we're all struggling with in yeah. our own ways. And, and there was like no moment to recover. Like we yeah, just- yeah, yeah, It was 30 days straight of construction. And we were trying to still like run our businesses and we had, you know, our own five kids and sometimes Ben and Amy, like, you know, their kids would be around and we're like trying to keep everybody safe. And it was basically a, in a death construction. trap. Yeah, it was like a death trap, right? I remember one time like Amy and I were in, in the living room, like making, I don't know, talking about something and the baby was there. And like, there was like, they had taken the sunroom off of our house. And so it was just like a drop to the ground. And we just kept looking at each other and being like, do we like plaster ourselves against the wall? Like, what can we do to make sure that the baby is safe? And right, and so things like that, and like just trying to make enough food for all those people we were trying to provide. We were feeding sometimes twenty people. I mean, that was only the very end. But we meal. were always feeding. There were we like were always feeding at least twelve to fifteen five people. Six of them. Yeah. So like, you know, every meal. And we're doing that with like a torn up kitchen, and we're still trying to like get our kids off to school and we had no laundry for like, I felt like forever. We had, this we, was like the hardest part of the whole thing. We had no washer and dryer no washer attached and dryer. for 10 days with- That was more than that. It had to be more than that, it felt like forever. How did you, like, okay, now logistically, how did you do laundry? We, we logistically, were just, we were literally begging the kids' friends, could yeah. you take a load of laundry there's, home with you? There's and no laundromat on our island. There's no oh, laundry no. on the island. And there the one friend one. that we like knew well enough that we probably could have just asked, her washer broke. And so we were just like, we it's like the filthiest time of your life if you've ever done a reno. There is like dust and like there's sawdust and, and drywall dust. Plus like we live in kind of, we live in a forest and we didn't have doors for And a there's while. chicken shit everywhere. There's chicken shit everywhere. And so like we were just filthy, filthy, filthy people. Um, like we were just were just like I remember at one point I looked at the kids I like picked up my our, our five-year-old at the time I picked up his like the, the pillow what am I trying to say the like his I picked up his pillow and it just was like grimy and I was like what is even happening like oh, what, no. are we, what are we doing uh, my baby and I'll tell on you a dirty what pillowcase. the Japanese housewife and her cannot could not handle the amount of dirt from the outside that was in the inside because there was a little bit where we didn't have exterior doors. We Peter did had, do laundry for us. It's true. Had, he did oh do laundry gosh, for yes, us. Peter, Peter did do. Peter and Melissa, they took home laundry. Uh-huh. Um, oh, my gosh. Yeah. It was it was wild. That's how we did laundry. We sent it home with our director of photography <laughs> slash producer. Thanks, Peter. You really were the best. <laughs> I, and I will um, say one of the great things, actually. I think Amy actually, did some home for us, too. I think Amy did Thanks, some, too. Amy. Yes. But one thing I'll say about Peter going back to the whole um, masculinity thing is that it was really great for me to see, to have Peter there because um, Peter is, like, basically my twin, but 10 years older. It's, is, like, almost, it's kind of spooky. These two, they look so much like each other. I'm going to post a photo for you all later. Yeah. But um, you, if you look back in some of the other photos, like, Peter and I are the same. He's maybe, like, an inch taller he's than I am. Taller, yeah. A couple inches taller than I am. But he's, like, the same. He's he's a little bit uh, wiry like I am. <laughs> and he is bald like I am and he wears glasses like I do and he's also incredibly good looking 
just like myself. Mm -hmm. And it is, as my best buddy Miles would say, uncanny. Um, so it was really wonderful because he couldn't have kept up with Ben and Josh either. So it made me feel nice. But he also had to go home and like, uh, at the end of and the day. Peter, in some ways, had the hardest job because, mm -hmm. yes, I mean, people are carrying big, huge things, but that's what they do, right? And then poor Peter is running around our torn around our torn up property with like big trenches dug in it, and he's having to like climb into the with his huge, huge camera. And there's like <laughs> chickens running around, and there's like small children. And not We're, only like, is there the huge camera, camera like, is that we also oh. shot it and mostly shot it on four different iPhones. Mm -hmm. So what happens was, is every Monday, they would mail out a package of iPhones and we would mail them a package of iPhones on Fridays mm -hmm. or something like that. And so it would be this rotation of every week we would get a new thing of iPhones and we would, and GoPros and we would just plop them all around. And so you'd just be like, you'd see Peter running <laughs> and he'd like grab a Stick a phone yeah. there, and then he'd be like, pumping uh, 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 it over. It's like super steep hill too. Like you, I'm like you can't, I can't really. Anyway. Yeah. It was impressive. It was Sorry, Peter. Ridiculous. And one time he's running. He had just put a phone down, and he's like, "Hold on one second, because Peter's name is. Can you just do that one more time, Peter? Um, and he's like, "Just hold on one second. And he's like running, and he has this big like twenty thousand dollar camera on his shoulder, and literally, do 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 do. All of a sudden, you see Peter. He's just fucking gone. He disappears. And there's just the camera. Ah! And he's fallen in a trench, a four-foot oh, no. trench that's been dug, that's to put all the electrical in it. I'm so and it's like because it was kind of dark, and so and he's just gone. You're just like he's just fucking gone. And we're all so tired, and we're just like delirious at this point. Like nothing funny had happened in days. It was just like <laughs> terrible news after terrible news after terrible. News. And then all of a sudden, poor Peter fell in the trench, and it was like the best thing that ever happened to us. He took one for the team. He, did. he really did. Um, and so the Australia comment. I don't know any way that you can view this any other place other than the United States, unless you do some risky business. You have to use a VPN and find someone in America who has a Discovery Plus account and route your internet through the states and log in with their account. Or, I mean, you don't have to yeah. log in with their account anymore. You, you can you get your a, own account. Sorry. If you right. have a US credit card, you can just pay to join Discovery Plus. It's not that we're trying to not give them their money, it's just that. The internets don't like to let you do that if you're overseas, but a VPN will. And Discovery Plus will only take a credit card from a American address. US address, yeah. So that is the tricky, that's the workaround, is know somebody or have an American credit card. We happen right. to have an American credit card. Because I'm married to the American. <laughs> so about the show, did you know anything about the other four families featured before it went live? We okay. still don't know. Well, Ross and I are friends now. Well, but like we just found them on Instagram. Yeah, well, we yeah. talk a lot on Instagram now, Ross and I. Oh, your best bud. Sorry, yeah. Joe, you're about to watch out. You have no, Joe's now. safe. Oh, good, good. I was worried. So I was just curious. Yeah. So, <laughs> but about the, okay, so you didn't know anything. The most of what you saw was what we all saw on the first couple of episodes that was shown. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
Interesting. Very cool. I'm excited from to oh, yeah. the producers. Things like, oh yeah, okay. Well, the, uh, there's another family that has a bunch more kids than you mm -hmm. do, even. And uh, there's a family that's living in an old Victorian house, and with a yeah, we with, sort of with a baby. Little... I didn't yeah. know they were twins. I thought they just had one baby, but yeah. you know, that's sort of the. We're like, we knew the other. There was another queer couple because that's right. they like to let us know those things. Um, don't worry, you're not the only queer people. But yeah, we were just like here in our own little world, you know? Yeah, I like it. So what can, what can you, without giving anything away, what are you able to like tease up for next week for a preview of what folks can expect? Well, we really don't know. We don't know. We cool. haven't seen it. We haven't seen the episodes either. We don't get to see them until the air, which is like, holy crap, so <laughs> nerve wracking. Um, so we don't I really know. It. I mean, we know what we built. We built something. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you this. Chris is no longer in a tent. It was real touch and go there for a while. I but gotta tell you. He is no longer in a tent. No I, more. I, it's safe to tell you that. <laughs> I love it that um, Amy or maybe it's Ben says the suspense is killing me and I was there. Yeah, <laughs> me too. Oh, look, I hi, love it. I absolutely love it. I'm super excited. Okay, well, as we're starting to wrap up, I want to know, is there a piece of advice or perspective that you would give someone that's like, hey, I think I'm just going to do this renovation just because? Perspective? <laughs> Any advice? That's so advice. the thing that I have learned is everything costs three to four times what you think it is. And the things that cost the most are also the least sexy. Yeah. And really, really, really figure out all of the things that you need ahead of time. I'm not a planner. I don't read instructions. It's not a thing I'm good at. Uh, I'm, it's not my best skill. Okay. We'll just call it what it is. I'm an impulse guy and I'm a planner. She's a planner. But, she, no doesn't, but she doesn't know how to any construction. Yeah, I know nothing. I'm like, well, we have a hammer. She kept thinking like, no, we don't really need to tear the sunroom off. Like you heard her. She, oh. Like that wasn't for the camera. She 100% was like, no, we don't really. I, I was sure we could just, can't we just like, she wanted to put a jack under there and just be like. Just like boost And Ben's like, bit. literally all the glass will shatter while we do that. Okay, but here's the thing. Here's the thing is it might seem like that's a really bitchy thing for me to, to be whatever. I knew we had a certain amount of money. I yeah. knew that we really needed a washer and dryer and a dishwasher would have been nice too. Um, we needed floors. Yeah. And what was the other thing? A place for Chris to live. A place for that was like non-negotiable. Also, but like we those still things... have three kids sharing a room, which we need another, yeah. we need another. Um, but I was like, listen, I know we have finite money and I just knew right. like if we, you know, any more than like that pole under the sunroom, which was my helpful suggestion, like I could just see that the whole thing like was going to get blown to smithereens. And it did and get she blown wasn't to wrong. smithereens, <laughs> right? right? Um, <laughs> we still don't have floors and our kitchen Hey, that's a, hilarious. these are, Oh, secret. Sorry. Well, um, I think it's okay. I think like Katie, Katie gave also, some advice. She said, don't do any DIY right now. Wood prices are four times what they were a year ago. Great advice. It is um, great advice. I will everybody, file that away. Everybody needs Katie because she knows lots of things. Yeah, she knows so know. many things. She's like a good jack of all trades. Jill of all trades. Amazing human of all trades. There we go. 
Love yeah, it. I think I've, what I've learned is that I'm what it turns out there's a word for me. I'm a lipstick and mascara kind of reno person. I am really good at like picking paint and uh, like finding creative ways to sort of fudge things that look kind of funny. It turns out that like tearing things off and building them back from scratch. I mean, I already knew it was totally not above my pay grade, but like way above my pay grade. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And I more I'm like, it won't be that hard. We can totally do this. It'll be great. And I am like, oh, it turns out I don't know what I'm doing. I could barely get the nails out of things. I gotta tell you, pulling nails is a lot harder than it looks. It is. Why does it look so easy? It's not. It, it's not. It was very humbling to hang out with Ben and Josh. They just they would like do stuff. Like it was no big deal. And then I, I then we'd go to go do it. And we're like, yeah, we could do that. And literally there was things where I was like, I can't even budge that, let alone pick it up. I, yeah, there was stuff that like, I literally couldn't even pick it up off the ground. Like, oh, I'll be helpful and take that to them. I, could, I couldn't lift it. That was very humbling. <laughs> it was um, very humbling. We both work with like our minds for I'm our job, good. right? Like, you want we, me to build you a website? I'm gonna build you the best website. Right? <laughs> we have so many words. But it turns out that making things words. in physical form is a totally different skill set, and we do not have it. Yeah, <laughs> we don't. That's Remember all right. That's why. The crawl space into your office. The crawl space was going to be my office. Yeah. Do you want to know what the plan for that was? Okay, the plan we pitched to them <laughs> was: All right, here's what we're going to do. We are going to clean this place up. We are going to spray everything white. We're going to put lights in and make it look like a New York loft, like a studio loft sort of thing. Like, so it's like, oh, exposed ceilings, but they're just really low. And- Hobbit loft. A Hobbit loft. And then, and then we were just gonna be like, and then we'll just put a window in and it'll be great. Cut a hole and stick a window in there. That'll be fine. That was our, uh, that was our plan. That was literally what we pitched to HGTV. And they were like, <laughs> or not HGTV. Actually, I don't company. believe that. The, the problem is, is that it wasn't even that we were okay with that, it, which we were. It was that we couldn't find Ben and Amy were like, no, we're not going to put our name on that. And as they should, as they should. <laughs> which, and actually another person we had come also was like, yeah, that's not the quality of renovation I do. And I was like, mm. <laughs> well, we also thought that it was that it was going to be perfectly fine to get a Costco shed and put Chris in that. <laughs> that was our that was our big that, plan that before also, before Katie exactly came around. <laughs> oh, this is, Katie did point out for those who are, are watching and want to know, there's currently a free month trial on Discovery Plus. So go get you some right now, mm. and yes. uh, and go from there. This is so fantastic. I am so excited. I could just talk with you all so much for so long, so many hours, and but. We should probably wrap it up, but I want to know, is there anything that y'all want to promote or give folks a heads up who may be here for the show, maybe here for a different reason, things you want folks to follow or know about or get excited about that either is or is not tied to the show? Hmm. I will say that if you want to know the real secret juicy stuff, Catherine has a Patreon that she has been running for Maybe a year a now. A year, over a year, yeah. And she... It's called Rich Juicy Starry Beauty. <gasps> Isn't Love it? it? It's mm. awesome. It's and amazing. she has been writing and journaling the whole process behind the scenes there. So if you're super into it, you could go sort of see some of that. It's true. Without any, like, 
big spoilers or anything like that, but it's 20 bucks a month. That's like my like plug for my wife because she would never plug it herself. She's feeling highly uncomfortable with this right now. Thanks, honey. Um, but so if you really want the behind the scenes, go there. Mm -hmm. And all the like emotional processing of like, even the back before we were like, should we do this? Should we not? Is this a good idea? Like what will it cost our kids emotionally? Like that, that my Patreon is where I kind of process all of that. Like, uh, yeah, probably like more, in, more inner stuff. Because there was a lot of thought on like, we talked to the kids about it. Do you want to do this? Is mm -hmm. this something you're interested in? Yes, they had a, a voice, not necessarily entirely a choice, but, um, but essentially like it, it was like, what, how do you feel about this? Because this is a big thing that you're going to take on for them as well. Like for right. the, they were going to take a big thing on and we had to talk about it a lot ahead of time. Oh, yeah, there was a lot of, a lot of talking. Um, you plugged me, which was really nice. I will tell you that if you want like, like the real deep down true stuff of what's happening with my husband, you gotta follow him on Instagram. <laughs> you probably didn't know that. <laughs> it's all it's nice. More than once, I will be like, "Hey, honey, this happened. I know about it because I saw it on your Instagram." Were you gonna <laughs> tell me your wife? Like, I am not making that up. That happens that at least once a week. I think that's true. If you're not following him on Instagram, you're really missing out. <laughs> It's true. It's true. I remember I, Nick and I caught up recently and he was like, I feel like you probably know everything about me from Instagram. I was like, I do. So we'll just skip to this is what's going on with me. Yeah, that's how, that's how we did it. I was like, you don't need an, you don't need an update. What, what's going on with you, Joe? <laughs> so it's a good way to be. Um, I love it. Well, I will give a little plug. So yes. the Detox Podcast, every Monday, there's a new episode. It's the fifth year of the podcast. Super excited. Like I said, it's culture and conversation. It's an opportunity to detox from life, unplug, get a different perspective on life. We're just trying to make the world a more inclusive place. And it's awesome. So uh, Nate I Cole was the episodes, book. So oh. you should go look yep. at those first and get hooked. Yep. Yes. Absolutely. Go listen. Nick's episode is definitely the top episode I recommend to people when they want to know more, especially when they want to know more. I, I will say this. I had somebody who came up to me and said, well, digitally came up to me because we're in the pandemic and said, I have a friend who's transitioning and I want to support them and I don't know the first place to start. And I want to hear a story of someone who I can listen to and I can get a perspective and I can be the best support person ever. And I said, great, I've got a perfect episode for you. It's Nick Aww. North's episode. Here it is. Here's my background with meeting him. I think you'll love it. And then also here's some additional resources once you're done listening to the episode. And now they check in with me regularly and talk about how they are so excited for their friend. They're using her pronouns now and they're doing all of these different things to be supportive. And so that's all we're trying to do, right? Just make the world a more inclusive place and help people out. So I love it. All right. So what's, what's your favorite episode that has nothing to do with me? Oh, um, I probably, this is recency bias, but the last episode that released is with my friend Nate Cole. So he used to, if anybody remembers the old boy band called Plus One from back in the day, he used to be I part see. of that and he does his own music now. And so he and I became good friends because I did a career retrospective with him on After the Encore, my music mm -hmm. podcast. And then he just released an album that's Brilliant Ballads. And it's called I Will Guard Your Broken Bones. And it's about our connection with society and about how the first signs of civilization is when they discovered 
mended bones because people had guarded others who were recovering. And so it's mm. all about that and our connection with each other. And it was made during quarantine. It's brilliant. So I talked to him about it. We go in deep on it. So that's the most recent episode. So I highly recommend checking out that episode and the album and then next episodes, of course. Yes, perfect. I love <laughs> it. And we'll do this again, yeah? Yes, absolutely. So There's another episode dropping on Wednesday. We will be featured in it. We're featured in episodes two, three, and four. So stay tuned. You will watch it right alongside us. Yes. I, I don't on look like a jerk. Discovery Plus. I love it. All right. Bye. Bye, everybody. Thank you so much, everyone. If you know of an interesting person or story that needs to be told, please reach out to me at detoxpodcast at gmail.com. That's D-T-A-L-K-S podcast at gmail.com. You can also reach out via Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at detoxpodcast or visit detoxpodcast.com. Also, be sure to leave us a five-star rating on iTunes if you like the show. It only takes a few seconds and it really helps us out. Link is in the show notes. Finally, Thanks for listening. Please come back next week when we'll have another interesting conversation. And special thanks to my producers, Ben Lawant and Galan Aldaco. Without your help and support, this show wouldn't be possible. Thanks so much, guys. Detox is a production of Vocal. For more information and more programming, please visit vocalnow.com. That's V-O-K-A-L-N-O-W.com.